Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. I don't mean to sound like an overbearing dad, but let's have an adult conversation about God. And why, you ask, are we having a conversation? Because American Christianity is in a crisis. Christianity is in a crisis because Christians are in a crisis. That is, American Christians overall are reluctant to talk about their faith. And increasingly, American Christians think talking about their faith with others is optional because the responsibility falls on someone else. This poses a striking problem considering what Romans 10.17 says, that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. After all, how will a world that does not know Christ hear about him if no one is talking about him? The notion that American Christians are hesitant to talk about God is not based on conjecture. It is based on facts. Last year, the Barna Group conducted a study which resulted in the publication of a report called Spiritual Conversations in the Digital Age. For anyone interested, I have included a link to the study in the podcast description. The report compared attitude of Christians now to those in 1993. In 1993, roughly 9 out of 10 Christians agreed that sharing the gospel is not optional. That is, back then, roughly 9 out of 10 agreed with the statement that every Christian has a responsibility to share their faith. Roughly speaking, today only 6 out of 10 Christians believe in that statement. That's a huge 30% drop over the past 26 years. For those Christians who avoid talking about their faith, the number one cited reason for not engaging in conversations was the perception that religious talk stir up arguments. For those Christians who are ambivalent about talking about their faith, the top reasons for not engaging was they thought they were not religious enough or that they did not know enough. Some folks thought religion was overly politicized and others simply did not want to be known as that person who talks about God. Unfortunately, less than 1 out of 10 Americans talks about spiritual matters on a regular basis. You would think that professing Christians who are regular church attendees would surpass that engagement by leaps and bounds. The reality is, of professing Christians who regularly go to church, only 13% had a weekly spiritual conversation. Astonishingly, this means that American Christians talk about God only slightly more than Americans in general. The big idea that can be extracted from the data in the Barna report is simple. Although most Americans identify as Christian, they do not talk about their faith. Most Christians most of the time just don't feel comfortable talking about God and as a result, they do not have spiritual conversations. This poses a critical problem because Christianity is a social faith. Preachers preach to an audience, church involves crowds, the sacraments are group activities, and evangelism necessitates going out to where other people are. Even the Son of God was a preacher and a Bible teacher who spent three years of his life getting out there and talking about God all the time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of Christ. If faith comes by hearing the word, then it goes when the word is not spoken. Okay, so we're having an adult conversation about God. Now we know the problem, that American Christians in general are not having faith-based conversations. So what do we do about it? I will provide three action points. The first action point is readily obvious. 
We, as Christians, must know that talking about our faith is not optional, nor has it ever been optional. In fact, talking about our faith is commanded by the Bible, and that command applies to everyone who follows Jesus. Matthew 28, 19-20 Yes, God is sovereign, but the means by which people hear the gospel is by other people speaking the gospel. This invariably involves talking about Jesus in spiritual dialogue. Truly, we live in a culture where in many instances bringing religion to shared spaces is a no-no. At work, for example, the job takes precedence over evangelism, and at play, people will rather save their best selves for Sunday. But does the culture change the prescription for spreading the gospel? It does not. Our marching orders do not change contingent upon the culture. Rather, our marching orders are to talk about God in the midst of that culture. Cultures have been apathetic and hostile to the gospel since the Christian church was founded. In fact, cultures that are apathetic or hostile to the gospel need it the most. Ultimately, Jesus is simply too good to keep to ourselves. Love of neighbor means purposely acting for their benefit. This means telling them about the one who secures eternal life, Jesus. Not telling them is an act that points to an attitude of indifference regarding the spiritual life of others. The second action point, we have to take control of the language. In a world that is perishing without Christ, why would we ever allow the perishing to have a monopoly on words? Why would we tolerate dead words as the normal means of communication? When I say dead words, I am talking about common language that symbolizes the spirit of the age. Language like I, me, self, now, consumer, buy, more, bigger, brand, and influence. If sin is regarded as a dirty word that no one ever wants to hear, that's a troublesome sign from a generation in trouble. To take control of the language, we have to purposely use God's living words. We have to use biblical language and reintroduce it into a culture that has forgotten about classic virtues. Examples of living language are words like love, neighborliness, patience, contentment, modesty, faith, prudence, gratitude, and waiting. What we speak comes from the inside, and the language that we hear in turn shapes our thoughts and our worldview. For Christians, this means the language that we use in day-to-day conversations draws from the word that is in us. If those around us do not know Christ, then in many ways we will be speaking a different language than what they are used to. But if our neighbors don't use the same words as us, that's okay. In fact, it's more than okay because some of the initial conversations can revolve around what certain language means. Words like faith, salvation, sin, and gospel. Once people draw from the same well of language, having more meaningful conversation becomes much easier. If you're someone who believes an overly vocal Christian minority tends to misrepresent the whole or politicizes the Christian truth, they no longer have to be the ones who have a monopoly on the mic. You now have the ability to have genuine faith conversations with everyday people and correct the misrepresentations. Inaction simply means those who are the most vocal will continue to speak for everyone else, whether everyone else agrees or not. It takes regular, ordinary Christians to demonstrate to their neighbors what Christian actually means. The third action point, in order to speak about the faith, we have to feed our own faith. How do we do that? 
Faith feeds on the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, so the more we feed our ears a steady diet of Word, the more our faith grows. The more Word that is in us, the easier the Word will come out of us through language. If faith feeds on hearing, then without hearing, faith starves. Starving people will sooner or later collapse. If you are reluctant or unmotivated to talk about faith, perhaps it is because you don't know what to say. That's okay, and it's a problem easily remedied with a steady regimen of Bible study. Now you will have the language you need to communicate it to others. As Proverbs 22, 18-19 says, For it will be pleasant if you keep the word of God within you, that they may be ready on your lips. Keep in mind that you do not need to have 20 Bible verses memorized to have an intelligent conversation about God with someone else. All you need is one. So, start with one and keep it simple. I encourage you not just to memorize for the sake of memorizing. Memorize, know, and trust so that the words are written on your heart. You can't fake authenticity, so when you draw language from your heart and share it with someone, they will quickly pick up on the sincerity of your testimony. If you need a recommendation about where to start with a Bible verse to memorize, here is one suggestion. Mark 2.17. In closing, what I will say is that while the lack of talking about God is an acute American problem, it's not a new problem in the history of the church. The church has certainly encountered numerous obstacles over the past 2,000 years, but the church has always endured because of the Lord who preserves his church. In a sermon called No Global Mission Without God's Mighty Spirit from December 2016, John Piper said, quote, People will only see Jesus in us if they hear about him from us. There is no gospel without words. End quote. Pastor Piper's words are valuable truth. So now that we have had a conversation about God, I encourage you to get out there and start having conversations about God with everyone you encounter. There is no gospel without words, and the world will not know if they do not first hear. That responsibility rests with me, with you, and with everyone who serves Jesus. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.